Hello, Retail Rundown listeners. I'm Jeff Roster, your host for this week's episode. Today is Monday, June 21st, and the start of National Retail Federation's Retail Convergence Week. The Rethink Retail team will be attending dozens of sessions throughout the week, including a few featuring today's guest. Joining us today is Tom Litchford, Global Head of Retail at Amazon Web Services. Tom leads and manages AWS's industry strategy, including marketing and sales enablement, channel development, and solution offerings required for addressing customers' business requirements and challenges. Tom has more than 35 years' experience in systems engineering, sales, product management, and marketing of technology business solutions to the retail and hospitality industry. Prior to joining AWS in 2017, most recently, he had led National Retail Federation's technology communities and its cybersecurity program. Prior to NRF, Tom served in various roles with notable technology firms, including Microsoft and NCR. Thanks for joining the show today, Tom. Hey, thank you, Jeff. Great to hear your voice. So interesting, Tom. History has shown us that crisis inspires innovation. And if this week's NRF lineup is any indicator, the spirit of retail innovation is alive and well, despite the challenges put in place by the COVID-19 pandemic. But before we dive into innovation, I'd like to first discuss where you are now. So, Tom, let's kick it off by sharing your outlook on the current state of retail. Sure. Actually, great question. You know, uh, with the pandemic, Jeff, you know, everybody was expecting the classic knee-jerk reaction, let's cut costs, everything's slowing down. But frankly, I've seen no slowdown in cloud adoption. And I, I think retailers realize, well, number one, that can help them obviously control costs, but I won't dive into that. But at the same time, I think it just really exposed stuff we knew all along, whether that was from a customer experience perspective or some of the supply chain problems that we saw. And I think, honestly, I think retailers actually discovered through this pandemic that they actually could be agile. You know, we don't need to be so risk averse. We can go try things. We can figure out how to serve our customers better. And with that, when you look at the pandemic itself and just kind of throw out history before that, what we've really seen is consumer habits are thrown out the window, right? So now every retailer now has a chance to go after all those customers again, because I don't have necessarily that loyalty to those stores anymore, because frankly, they were closed other than grocery stores or things that were deemed as uh, necessary. But this massive shift to online and all the capabilities that consumers discovered in terms of convenience and getting things delivered to their houses that maybe they haven't tried that before has just been incredible. So, you know, again, that current state of retail is now, I think, hopefully this kind of renewed energy around we really can respond to what our customers are asking us to do. So that's a really interesting point, Tom. You know, I've had to try to forecast IT spend for the last 20 plus years. And I've always worried about how we're going to pay for innovation Mm because I've never seen budget spike. And I guess maybe the secret sauce is cloud, because if I can take 50%, which what Gartner used to think 50% of IT spend was pure infrastructure. If I can take a chunk of that 50% and take that out, I can pop that up in innovation. So I'm curious, you know, pass over that pretty quickly, but I mean, maybe unpack that. Where is this spend for innovation going to come from? Or where do you see it coming from? Because you're talking to all the right folks. So where's this need to go? Great question. I think a couple of things, Jeff, again, with our history, keep in mind, you know, you and I grew up in retail 
that, you know, IT was an expense, right? And so, yeah, you're always looking at those budgets. So I think the retail winners out there are now really more focused on technology is actually their strategic enabler. So it's not necessarily where is that spend going to come from? I think the boards and the executives now see the need to invest in technology. But then to your point, the cloud is beautiful from a couple of standpoints. Number one is as customers retire these data centers and move these enterprise apps into the cloud, we're seeing anywhere from 30 to 50% cost savings. And then as they take these monolithic applications that they've deployed over the past few decades and start breaking them in to a more modern architecture, basically based on a microservices architecture and then run them in a what we call a serverless environment as well as getting rid of that old IT principle that you have to throw a relational data model at everything and instead you use what we call a purpose-built database on top of the 30 to 50% savings just moving to the cloud once you start decomposing and re-architecting these we see yet another 30 to 50% savings if you could have write the IT spend going forward Forecast. I mean, at best, I haven't seen what IHL is doing lately, but I'm assuming it's growing five, six, seven percent. Do you yeah. think we can fundamentally transform this industry all two, three, four million retail players without doubling or tripling IT spend? Or let's say taking out the next six, seven years just by cloud savings alone? Like you, I haven't seen the latest spend numbers, although I, I think I did see toward the end of last year where Gartner's projection was that spend was going to start recovering because to some extent, some IT expenses did slow down a little bit last year. But keep in mind in retail, a lot of times some of that innovation is not actually expensed to IT, right? It's expensed out to the stores or your digital teams and things like that. So it's probably not a good analogy to just say my IT spend here is illustrative of my agility and my strategic thinking in terms of where I'm making my technology investments. Kind of thinking out the next six months or so, where do you see us going? What do you expect to see? Yeah, well, again, I think you're still seeing, obviously, retailers are responding kind of what this post-pandemic might look like. A lot of the things, keep in mind this massive shift online. And again, I times last year, you saw retailers up 100%, 200%, whatever. I think the last time I looked, Jeff, that was now kind of settling down around the 60 to 65% range, which is still significant compared to the past several years where it was kind of stuck in the low teens, right? So a couple of things in terms of where they need to be going is, again, watching what those consumers are doing online and what is that experience you know, going to look like online. And again, I don't know that I coined this term. I might have read it somewhere. But one thing I talk to my customers about now is throughout my career, customers or retailers have always had their quote unquote flagship stores. And now I'm arguing with them, your flagship store is really your digital properties. And you've got to make that website pop. And so you're starting to see more and more investment in things like that. So for example, just the incredible and rapid adoption of live stream commerce, right? Last number I saw coming out of the 
eastern part of the world was somewhere around you know 60 billion plus in revenue already being driven from live stream commerce and just how rapidly that's coming to the western world we're seeing more and more getting rid of these 2d type websites where i'm just doing product search and getting a price back and really starting getting into virtual stores and 3d and and things like that so when you look at some of the ford leaning retailers like ralph lauren already has their Manhattan and their Beverly Hills flagship stores virtualized through a company called Obsess, which is an AWS customer. Perfect Corp, I don't know if you're familiar with them, is doing lots of work around this live stream commerce and virtual type work for stores. And I even saw the other day Burberry launched their 3D work. So now you can kind of start playing in a 3D environment with the product versus the static 2D pictures. I couldn't spell live streaming about, what, about six, seven months ago. And I got into a couple of clubhouse rooms and and bumped into that. And since then, actually digging into that, I cannot believe how big that's going to be. And it's 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 not even going to be. It's already big. And you're 100% right. Anybody wanting to understand live streaming just has to look to Asia and and they're far, far more advanced. Mm -hmm. But it's coming here and it has to come here. When I look at that, Tom, I I really worry about retailers that choose to pass on that because I think that is a fundamentally transformative technology, which is not hard to do, but it, it requires an appetite to do. Right. It's all about that customer experience, right? I mean, if if you want to continue to, you know, provide just product search and what your price is, great. And I again I think the winning retailers are the ones out there figuring out how do they better connect with that customer and better interact with that customer and and using these technologies coming, Jeff. I was like like you said, you were surprised at just how fast these things are being adopted now. And I, I think that's really what the cloud is allowing, right? Because as well as I know, just a few short years ago, it might take eight, nine, 10 months to procure hardware and software just to try an idea. And with cloud technologies, you can be testing things like within an hour. And when you look at the key emerging technologies that you should be focused on, it's all around computer vision. It's all around voice and IoT and robotics. And and I used to always say AR, VR was lagging, but man, this pandemic really saw AR, VR pop. And by the way, when I mention those, those technologies, I'm not just talking about customer facing stuff, right? So sometimes when we talk to our customers, it's always that shiny object syndrome where what's the cool thing I can do in front of my customers. And really behind the scenes, there's so many things you can be fixing using IoT and robotics and voice and, and computer vision to get more efficient in how you run your business that impacts that customer experience on the front end. When you're talking to your customers and, and Tom, you do you get into tier two and tier three, tier tier one being greater than a billion, tier two mm-hmm. 999 to 250 million. How large or how small of a retailer do you get down to? Great question. In terms of just kind of internal org, I'm more working more with the enterprise customers. But I do have a colleague and a peer that goes after what we would call the SMB space. So again, in terms of retail, we cover the gamut of anybody that's in in the retail business. And frankly, it's what we think is our differentiator that we bring to the market because the fact that AWS is the technology that's powering that retailer called Amazon or whether that's Amazon.com or the physical properties that they own, all the learnings that I get from that, I offer out to all of my customers. So for example, 
the contact center and how Amazon.com does all of its interactions through call centers is a service called Amazon Connect that all of our customers can use, which proved extremely valuable in the pandemic when our customers were seeing their call centers overwhelmed. And literally, for example, at Morrison's in the UK, we stood up Amazon Connect in, in less than two days and had them augmenting all their agents with their store people and their corporate people, while at the same time developing a bot that would reach out to their vulnerable customers and try to engage with them, get their shopping list and make sure they were signed up for home shopping, right? And there's just service after service like that. Amazon Personalize is that recommendations engine you see on .com. Uh, Fraud detector is how we detect fraud on the web, all the way to AWS is the brains behind Alexa. And then how we work with sister business units in terms of helping them solve their business challenges, such as how Amazon has eliminated checkout lines with technology applied into its ghost stores or its Amazon Fresh stores. Just kind of listening to what you just said, AR, VR, voice, call center, computer vision, live streaming. I mean, this this mm-hmm. is all cutting edge technology. When you're talking to your customers, how are we on, on the innovation aspect of culture? Because the biggest worry yeah. I've had in retail, literally from the day I started at Gartner, was this idea that we couldn't innovate because we're retail, because we're slow, we're methodical or whatever. Right. Uh, I think obviously you're working for, for literally the single greatest innovator probably the world's ever seen. So you've got that bias for innovation. But when you look at your mm-hmm. customers, what's the state of innovation in retail today? And I think it's classic with any industry, the way you, you know you use the term like we're slow or methodical. I would actually use the term risk averse. You know, as well as I know, when I grew up in this industry, if I had made a mistake early in my career, I would have been fired. And today we've got to get away from that risk averse mentality and get to this mentality where we're constantly experimenting, right? And again, the cloud just makes that so easy to do. And and, and changing that culture, I think is tough, but more and more retailers are starting to realize that it takes that culture in order to have the agility to respond to what your customers are asking for. You know, one of the things here that we're constantly driving with our customers is don't be thinking about technology for technology's sake, be thinking about what that business challenge is and how you can take care of your customers better and work backwards from that. And we'll go figure out the technology, you know, how to solve that problem. And if the technology doesn't exist, then there's probably no better place than working with AWS to innovate and try to make that happen. Who's driving innovation in retail now? Is it business units? Is it IT? Do you think, because in the old days, IT was definitely undervalued politically in the organization. You think that's changed now, leveled out? Well, again, you know, more and more companies are starting to view IT as strategic, right? Not as an expense to their business. And I think it's a mix, you know, again, depending on on the retailer you're talking about, you know, more companies are starting to bring in or hire what they call, you know, the CDO or chief digital officer and create innovation teams and, and things like that. But they are closely attached to the hip and, and obviously working with the IT folks because there's still some of that kind of foundational stuff you can't can't just ignore, you know, like governance and security and things like that, right? Interesting. So what going out for the next three years, let's say two years. So, so it's, it's uh-huh. what do retailers have to know? What do tier one retailers have to know? What do they have to be? It's not necessarily, I, I don't even know that we know things are moving so fast, right? But if I could coach my customers, I would come back and talk to them about, look, 
the most important thing by far is is to not be so focused on what your competition is doing, but listen more carefully to what your customers are asking you for. You know, make sure that you have the the ability to unleash those builders to go do what those customers are asking for. And then back to where I, and you've heard me say it multiple times just in our short chat here, you've got to be constantly iterating and experimenting and, and evolving, you know, to meet that customer experience. And if you're not doing those three things, I, I mean, I think that's the only way any of us who are building businesses right now have a chance to build a business that stands the test of time. So if you're not focused on that, I don't know. I, I, th- I think you're going to be struggling going forward. And and then, of course, you know, not to be salesy, Jeff, but I would offer up the platform that gives those builders the ability to evolve customer experiences and experiment and innovate on behalf of those customers. There's no better place like AWS to do that. I'm assuming you're a big fan of voice. And I, I gotta, yeah. I'm getting interested in voice more and more. Mm-hmm. What do retailers have to understand about the opportunities in, I don't know, what are we calling it? Conversational commerce or voice? or Yeah, yeah I think, well, yeah, voice, you know, again, it's one of the five top technology that I mentioned uh, a little while ago. There's two things, and we always get into the conversation because you say voice and your mind immediately goes to Alexa, right? And, and of course, Alexa, I think, is important because, you know, there's, I, 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 actually lost track. I bet there's over 200 million of those devices out there now. And so you've got to look at those types of things as channels. And and again, I hate to use that word channel because we want to be agnostic. And I like the term channel, Tom. It's it's, it's true. We have to understand these channels. They have to work together. They have to be integrated. Well, that's the key. You can't silo it, right? You have to have them all. I like the way Steve Dennis says it. They have to be harmonized, right? (laughs) I can live with that. Uh, Unified, yeah. harmonized, but the, I, you right. know, I, I think we've even had these debates. Ah, no, you, you've never been the O word guy, but um, man, yeah. you, you have to understand these channels. They have to harmonize. But uh, I know when people would come to me at Gardner, they'd ask for a, an omni-channel forecast, and I'd laugh and say, I don't know what that means, and then immediately get into you know pieces of technology about e-com or physical mm-hmm. store or whatnot. So yeah, they absolutely yeah. have to harmonize, which I think is probably so. the battle of 2022 going forward. Yep. But um, back to that, it's like the channel. Like I said, you've got to think of. Alexa as a channel that you should be reaching out to your customers on. And I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. But then again, remember, you know, with AWS being the brains behind that, we're seeing lots of really neat ideas around how to use, you know, not just voice commerce, right? You know, I mentioned that bot that would would reach out to Morrison's customers that they felt were, you know, at risk because of the pandemic and, and get them all signed up for home delivery. But then at you know, also behind the scenes is using voice to just get more proficient at your business, right? And there's just example after example of customers that we're working with, again, to understand how the business is working and, and not have to, you know, pull out a binder and start reading something, right? Just have a natural voice interface for that. So, Tom, I'm curious, when do you start traveling again? I mean, this is the big yeah. question that I keep getting asked is, uh, you know, when are we all going back to physical uh, conferences? <laughs> you, you know, as well as I, I mean, you've been to more. Yeah. No, actually, I've probably been more than you have, but, but we've both been to a ton. Right. January 2022, you and you in New York. Oh, absolutely. And in, in, in fact, internally here, AWS has its reInvent conference uh, at the end of the year always. Of course, last year it was virtual. So this year, you know, that's going to be live again because of safety environments. It's not going to be as big as it has been in the past, but I think that's coming back. I, I know even your old Gartner company, their conference in October, I think is going to be live again. So, 
we're already from an AWS perspective, we're already traveling again, but it's at a customer's request, right? So if a customer wants us on site, we will come in, we will be on site. Of course, we're cognizant of our employees too, in terms of if they're not comfortable yet, then of course we're not we're not asking them to travel until they do get comfortable. But uh, but it's starting to pick up now as we speak. So let me ask you the last question and uh, feel free to punt if you want. <laughs> oh, every retailer I talk to has picked out one e-tailer that they have to be able to battle against. And that one happens uh-huh. with Amazon. AWS is Amazon Web Services. What would you tell the industry how to work with AWS? And is that a concern You know that AWS is part of Amazon holistically? Yeah, great question. My team works with thousands of retailers around the world. And even um, using Gartner again, Gartner recognizes that we're the preferred provider in retail by far. The last report I saw was uh, somewhere around 83%. But with that, again, what, what I would tell our customers, again, you know, it's back to those, be focused on your customers, you know, make sure you have the right tools to, to go after and build what those customers are asking you to build and look at the primary providers of cloud services, who's driving the most innovation. And, and that literally is the differentiation that we bring to the market. I mean, we have been on the forefront of just from a pure technology perspective, driving microservices and serverless architectures. We've been on the forefront on developing all the capabilities to be able to run massive SAP environments in the cloud. And then just from a retail specific side, we basically eliminated checkout lines with AWS technology now. And then you look at things like I said, working with the voice or how we do fraud detection, all of those type things I learned from building services for Amazon's retail business, who is a customer of mine, just like any other retailer, we package those up and provide them to all of our customers. If you're going to innovate on behalf of your customer, then AWS is the place to be. Well, I sure look forward to seeing you in sunny New York City, uh, January 2022. Definitely see you online for the next five or six months. Is there any place that our listeners should look for information on AWS? I I know you have some blogs. uh, Anything else? Any other areas that we should... uh, Yeah, I mean, the the first stop probably is just the web, you know, aws.amazon.com slash retail. And then from there, that should get you to the information you need. Or like I always say, I'm open to anybody. Just reach out to me directly and I would love to talk to you. Well, there you go, retail. You heard it straight from Tom. Tom, thanks so much for all your insights as usual and uh, carry on. Again, Jeff, good to hear your voice. Look forward to seeing you in January, if not sooner. Sounds good. You've been listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. If you would like to be considered as a guest on our show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. For sponsorship opportunities, send us an email at media at rethink.industries. You can help support our team at Rethink Retail by dropping us a rating and review on your iTunes podcast app. To each and every one of you, thanks so much for tuning in. Retail never sleeps. See you next week.